Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company, Creation to Revelation. This group of Christians believe it is extremely important that we teach the Word of God to our kids. They have original graphic illustrations from the beginning of the Bible to the end, featuring the beautiful and consistent presence of Jesus throughout. You can explore all of that at creationtorevelation.com. I'm so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Welcome back. I am thankful, as always, that you've tuned in. Although today, I kind of wish we were face-to-face, because I would love to ask you if today's title, Bull Named Fu Manchu, means anything to you. My guess is there are some people who know exactly what today's episode is about. Even if you're not sure what a Fu Manchu is, you know that this is a lyric from a popular country music artist, and you may already be singing the song in your head. But there are others, I'm sure, who even at this point have no clue what I'm talking about. And the dividing line between the two probably has something to do with our age, or at least our taste in music. But today, before we're done, I want to read the lyrics for you from a Tim McGraw song dating back to 2004. The song is titled Live Like You Were Dying, and admittedly, it's some kind of heavy stuff. It may make you think about people that you've lost, or maybe people who are at the end of their lives, or perhaps just sit back and think about the ending of your own life. And while most of that is unpleasant, maybe today it can help us understand the way we need to be living. I want to help you articulate in detail, with clarity, what it means to live as if you were near the end of your life. I promise not to get all preachy today, but you should know from the Bible that we have no clue how long we have here. You don't know when you will pass from this life or when Jesus will return. And there is plenty of warning against living lethargic, unfocused lives, vowing to straighten everything out before the end. What if we didn't do that? What if you and I decided today that we are going to live the rest of our lives with the people in our lives as if we were running out of chances to make a difference. I would love it if you would already start thinking about how that might be a different course than the one you're presently taking. Okay, before we get to the lyrics, there are a couple of other things I want to bring up. First of all, a friend of mine, a preacher friend of mine, recently learned that he has terminal cancer. He really had no acute pain to give that away, He was just dealing with some fatigue, so he decided to go to the doctor, and he was informed that he has somewhere between two and six weeks left on this earth. He wrote a letter and sent it out to the churches that support him, Lindale being one of them. And out of respect for him, I won't mention his name or read the letter, but I just have to tell you, it was tremendous. This is not a man scrambling to do things he should have done. This is not a man with a bunch of broken relationships having to go out and ask forgiveness before it's over. This is not a man off mission, hoping to invest at least 
this last bit of time where it should have been all along. His only regret is that the mission for Christ he is on will be cut short of what he was hoping. And I just have to say, kind of early in the episode, that's how I want it to be for me. I want to live in such a way, making choices, pursuing missions, building relationships, wherein if I found out that today was the last one I get, I would be saddened because I couldn't continue the life that I have. Instead of being crushed, that there isn't enough time left to change it. So it was around the same time that I was praying for this man and his wonderful wife that I came across a slide presentation by a group of hospice nurses. They were reporting the five most common things that they heard people say during the last 12 weeks of their life. Those things are incredibly telling, and to me, they represent advice that I want to take today, not lament later. So if you can hang in there for a little while today and put up with some Tim McGraw with the promise that I will do no singing, then I will end today's episode by reading those five things to you, and hopefully you will find those motivational, not for later, but for today. Okay, so let me read for you the opening verse of Live Like You Were Dying. This song is written as a dialogue, a conversation between the singer of the song and a man that he meets. And here's how it starts. He said, I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me when a moment came that stopped me on a dime. I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays and talking about the options and talking about sweet time. Let me pause there a moment and say, there's some heavy weight to this song for me. While I believe myself to be healthy at this moment, I am in fact in my early 40s. And this song is a reminder that there's not some certain decade where things can go wrong. Life is and has always been very fragile for us all. The song continues in this way. I asked him, when it sank in that this might really be the real end, how's it hit you when you get that kind of news? Man, what'd you do? All right, let me pause again. That's a great question. Here's a man who just found out that he probably has a lot less time than he thought he had. So what did he choose to do with it? And more importantly, what are some things that were not happening in his life that changed? I'm going to read a section of the chorus, but I want you to be listening for those things. He said, I went skydiving. I went rocky mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. And I loved deeper. And I spoke sweeter. And I gave forgiveness I'd been denying. And he said, someday I hope you get the chance to live like you were dying. I trust that you can see that this episode exists today because of that last line. I hope you get the chance. I hope you're taking the chance of living as if you were dying. So what did he do? Did you note that? The first three things were adventures that he'd always wanted to take. He wanted to skydive, he wanted to rock climb, and apparently he wanted to hop on the back of a bull named after one of those weird thick mustaches that runs all the way down to your chin on both sides. There, you learned something today. That's what a Fu Manchu is. 
Now, I would say the rest of the things mentioned in the song are far more important, might be the right word. Certainly, you're going to see how relationship-oriented they are, and I think that's hugely important for our take-home today. But I don't want to overlook this. There were some really neat things in his life that he wanted to do, that he never had the time to do or the courage to do. Later in the song, he talks about going fishing. Maybe these things were a little scary. Maybe they were a little costly. But now you can see him thinking, I'm about to leave this earth, maybe, very soon. And there are experiences within my grasp, things that I really am passionate about, that for some reason I was just never courageous enough to do. If it's okay with you on the application side, let's just start there. What are some things you are passionate about, you love, you really want to go and do, you really want to see, you truly desire to experience, but there have always been these reasons why you couldn't do it? Yeah, maybe it's skydiving, maybe it's moving, maybe it's changing your occupation, Maybe it's taking your spouse to some location. Maybe it's something really cool and selfless, like giving away half of your savings. I'm just touting a lot of random things now, but you know what those things are. And as Christians, we understand. You can't just follow every impulse of the heart. And if there's some passion in your life that defies the will of God or is hurtful to your family, you wouldn't want to do that if you had one year left or a hundred years left. So we're not talking about sinful things in the flesh, but we might be talking about works and activities that relate to your body. What are you scared of? What are you waiting for? I've been thinking a lot about that. Am I the kind of person who needs to get sick before I go and do things that matter to me? I don't want to be dying before I take that big leap of faith. I want to live as if I were. But listen, for the most part, whether you take that trip or do that thing, it won't have real ramifications to your soul or into the lives of those you love. But just about everything else in this song will. Let me recite part of it again and then add some words that follow. I loved deeper, and I spoke sweeter, and I gave forgiveness I'd been denying. He goes on to say, I was finally the husband that most of the time I wasn't, and I became a friend a friend would like to have. And all of the sudden going fishing wasn't such an imposition, and I went three times that year I lost my dad. I feel the need to tell you, I read that a few times through to try and get it right on the recording, and there are two parts of that read that hit me really hard. The first one is that last part, My wife, Summer, she lost her dad four and a half years ago, and this song is really tough for her. Chances are she will be skipping this episode. Their time together ended unexpectedly and suddenly, and there's just a lot of pain that comes from that. Regret and even guilt when you shouldn't be feeling it. I think it just reminds me to love my children and to make sure that they don't live with some of those same feelings. The other part for me is when he said, I gave forgiveness I'd been denying. Why don't we do that? Why don't we just forgive people? Why don't we just show them caring love and pray for them and try to be a light in their lives? What is the long game of holding grudges or silent treatments or broken relationships? 
And really more importantly today, what if there is no long game? Because our time is almost up. I really want you to understand that in this song, there is a tremendous amount of emphasis put on relationships. The kind of husband that he was. The time that he spent with his dad. The way that he gave love and forgave other people and became a friend that friends would like to have. Look, if you want to live like you are dying, go skydiving, ride a bull, climb a mountain. But way more importantly than that, please look at your relationships. Look at your marriage or your relationship with your family. Look at all of the people that God has put in your life. And if there is tension there, if there are grudges there, if you've been putting off saying the right thing or fully investing yourself into loving that person, I think it's probably way past time to live like you were dying. Near the end of the song, he adds this, Well, I finally read the good book, and I took a good long hard look at what I'd do if I could do it all again. I wonder what that was like for him. I know it's fictitious, but I'm invested at this point. What would it be like to go your life without reading the Word, never read the New Testament, and then to sit down thinking, this could be the end, I need to see what God has to say, and then have it revealed to you the goodness of Jesus Christ and the life He wants to build. And as you're doing that, to have it playing through your mind how many things you would have done differently if you could back up, read the Word first, and do it all again. As someone who was raised in the church around the Word, I don't know what that would feel like. I do, however, know what it feels like to have read the Word and know the Word and still think, I wish I could do that again. And I really just want to tell you that I'm done with that, and I hope you are as well. This episode is really a continuance of one we did back on October 11th called Know What Ifs, which actually introduced the lyrics of another song. But I really want to cycle back to that and just have you think, please, this week, think about your relationships. Think about facing the Lord based on your relationship with Him. Think about facing the Lord based upon your relationship with others. And don't just go out and live like you were dying because of some fear of final judgment. Do it because it will make your life better. And more importantly, whether you live on or not, it will make life better for everyone who loves you. And that is something worth doing now. I'll give you a quick, small example from my life. I've been reading a book called The Juggling Act about how to balance out all of the different things going on in my life while prioritizing in the middle the people whom I love. Taking the advice from that book, I've decided each week to take one of my kids out to breakfast. So this morning, Ella and I went to IHOP, and she got the cupcake pancakes and other things that we don't want Summer to know about. And it was just time spent well. And I already look back and wish I had been doing it all along. And I'm looking forward to the next three weeks with my other kids. If I can even get my 20-year-old to use up her lunch break on me instead of her husband. And I just mentioned that to illustrate that time passes and things change, including maybe one day them living without me here. I'm ready to start living as if time was running out. Because in more ways than one, it is. 
Okay, in these last couple of minutes, I told you I would read those top five regrets given to hospice nurses by people in their last 10 to 12 weeks of life. I'll just read the list for you. It's not important that you remember all of it. I just want you to get a sense of what is on people's minds when they get to the end. And I think you'll find that it echoes what we've discussed today. Courage in your own life to do the things you feel are important and time invested into the lives of the people that you love. Let me start by reading three of the five things listed. One, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I wish that I had let myself be happier, realizing that happiness was a choice. That was kind of their version of skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing, or 2.7 seconds on a bull named after facial hair. The courage to live a life true to my passions. The courage to share the way that I feel, and the courage to let myself enjoy this life. I'm sure it would be very sad as a nurse to hear people say that, effectively telling you, I have no opportunity to do those things, and I really wish I would have. Well, Lord willing, you, the one listening to this episode today, you are not dying, but you need to live like it. The last two things on the list have to do with relationships. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I felt like I missed my children's youth and my partner's companionship. Also, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. And there it is. Connection to people. Investing in the depths of love in shared relationships and ultimately placing memories of yourself within those people that will live on when you're gone. I really need you this week to think about the people in your family, in your church, in your life. As we just passed one holiday and we're heading towards the next, think about what you would say, what you would do, the kind of friend you would be if this was your last chance to love. And think about this. Maybe the best possible thing could happen. You could improve those relationships Show a little bit of courage. Take some worthwhile, courageous chances, and then maybe God will allow you the time to see all of that flourish for years to come. Wouldn't that be awesome? So listen, in some courageous, amazing way today, go out of your way to show someone how much you love them while you can. And if you're really feeling courageous, go ride a bull named Fu Manchu. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.